Welcome to the wrestling podcast that's not just for wrestling fans. This is Smark and Friends on the Two Finger Guns Club Network. My name is Zach and I'll be your host. We're welcoming a wrestler to speak about their side projects on today's episode, which I feel is actually a format that we haven't done in a while, maybe since we did our month of Halloween specials. Maybe I'm mistaken on the exact date, but uh, it's certainly been a while and I'm happy to be doing it again. And I got to admit, there's a little bit of... um, self-interest involved in putting together this episode. Uh, You might have noticed recently that I started working with a new wrestling site startup called Love Wrestling. Um, Before I go any further about that, I just want to clarify one thing. Smart and Friends is still very much part of the Two Finger Guns Club uh, network. They've been excellent to me since day one, uh, but I'm just playing with some other kids and creating some other content on top of the Smart and Friends podcast. I just wanted to put that out there. Smart and Friends is still very much TFGC and we're not going anywhere. But back to my guests. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about them. One is the very founder of Love Wrestling, Spencer Love, who you've met on this very podcast before, and the other is his partner on a flagship Love Wrestling podcast, professional wrestler out of Western Canada, Chris Parrish. Spencer and Chris are going to tell you all about their podcast, which I'm actually going to refrain from telling you the title. I think this is something that they should do the honors, because... It's too clever. It's too clever, and they have the right to to announce it. Anyway, we're going to be back with Chris and Spencer after these short messages. 28 and 28 is back this February, and Foulmouthed is kicking it off with a week filled with fun and creative content. Join host Dora as she explores the science behind swearing, fictional curse words, and much more. Catch it all this February. TFTC presents 28 and 28, available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and follow us on social media at Two Finger Guns Club. Catch you then. And we're back. Joining me from the other end of Canada, keeping me awake at an ungodly hour in their cozy little time zone, I'm welcoming two key team members of Love Wrestling. I'm welcoming Chris Parrish, Spencer Love. Thank you both for being part of the show today on Smart and Friends. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm good. I'm very awake. How are you? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I'm actually just kicking back. I'm still planning out what I'm going to do for the rest of my evening after this. We're we're uh, sitting pretty here in Edmonton. Yeah, there's a lot of the evening left. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so happy for you both. So happy for Thank you, you. That's <laughs> Thank you. Your congratulations is appreciated. Unlike my favorite quarterback, my ribs are fully healthy. Oh, ouch. Well, and unlike my favorite team's quarterback, I'm still actively doing things. Ah, yes, I know football references. Hey, that's right the only now, one I've got. For now. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, sincerely, uh, like you know, jokes aside, thanks for being a part of the show. This is going to be a lot of fun. We got some great stuff to talk about. First, we're going to like lead with Chris here because Chris is uh, on top of the side project that we're going to be talking about a little bit later. Uh, Chris is also a professional wrestler himself. Chris. Uh, like, you're, you come from Detroit, is that right? No. Uh, no? So, uh, why, so why is Cage Match telling me you're from Detroit? Because Cage Match has their information so outdated. Uh, that's the, fun, <laughs> I, the funniest thing. Okay, so the story about that was uh, when I was a part of the Canadian National Wrestling Alliance, the CNWA, uh, they didn't want everyone from Edmonton because we have a bunch of guys from Edmonton in there, so... They're like, oh, where do you want to be from? And then I'm just like, let's go with Detroit. I don't know, because I was watching the uh, Motor City Machine Guns. And then I was like, I think they're, I think, Detroit-based or whatever. So I was like, let's just do that. Which is dumb, because my favorite team's the New Orleans Saints. I should have just done that. I wore the Fleur de Lee on my gear. Why not? That was stupid on my end. But then Cage Match just puts that out, because it was on one article. And then like, yeah. <laughs> but for the last, like, nine years... I've been billed from St. Albert, Alberta, which is actually where I live. I I had a feeling that was the case, but I still took a gamble and just, uh, you know, went for it as if you were from Detroit. And uh, now here I am with egg on my face. So that's well, awesome. Well, it's not your fault. <laughs> well, yeah, cage match is sitting there with egg on their faces. Yeah. This is true. You can always pass the buck. <laughs> we just going to start shooting on cage match? Cage match was like Batista. Like when it was going, it was going strong, but then it took a break. And then when it came back, it's like, I don't know what the hell's going on anymore. <laughs> when they do things well, they do things really well. When they, like, again, Parrish is a perfect example. When they do things like that, you can tell where sort of the uh, the flaws in the system lie. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. To to be fair, it's not like I'm a household name either. So it's, I mean, <laughs> why pay that much attention to me? Well, still, you like you're still a workhorse, man. Like, uh, providing this bit of information is correct, of course. Now, because I can't really trust too much of my sources, but from what I understand, you've been working since 2008. Is that correct? Uh, actually, earlier, I got uh, my first match was actually in 2004. Okay, how did you get your your, yeah. your foot in the door? Uh, well, I, like I am 34 now, turning 35 in a couple months. Uh, when I was just before I was hit 18, there was a, a camp like a company called Monster Pro Wrestling, and they're doing what they called mini camps, which is pretty much like a two day camp. And you can go in, you can learn the basics, you can pretty much learn how to fall, take a bump, get up the right way, uh, do the collar and elbow tie up, take a hold, and kind of all those little things. The quote-unquote basics, which, I mean, everyone's going to have different opinions on what the basics are. But it was just, it was basically just to get your feet wet and, like, hey, if you like it, then you like it. Um, and so I did that, and then my parents were like, well, look, if you're going to do this, and you're going to play hockey, and you're going to play lacrosse, you're going to pay no attention to school. And then I started being, okay, I'm a wrestler now, because I'm going to try to work them into saying yes. And I failed horribly so when i turned 18 and then i graduated then i went into pro wrestling in about chill about june of 2004 and i had my first match in november 2004 wow so 2004 okay so yeah this is just like i feel like my whole timeline is shot for uh for for my questions directed at you we blame cage match we blame cage match all the same, I do apologize. This is uh, this is shoddy work on my part. But still, let me ask you about something a little more uh, recent. Obviously, coronavirus is just like, oh, did uh, did a number on the independent Canadian uh, Canadian independent wrestling scene. When's the last time you wrestled? Uh, the last time I wrestled was actually probably early December. I did uh, okay. a match for Monster Pro Wrestling in uh, what well, we did like training camp kind of style matches, and they call it like. Like the lair kind of a thing. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> as much as I'm a part of the company, there's a lot of things that I just don't pay attention about because I'm just like shaking my head at times. But I try not to get too involved because then I get too emotional and then I get just too bitter at times okay. or opinionated. Because, well, let's face it, like, I'm a very opinionated guy. But no, December was the last time I taped a match. And then before then, we were doing a couple of shows here and then through the, uh, the summer but mm -hmm. 2020 certainly wasn't like your common workload no so like here's the funny thing like for me it really like this corona thing sucked even more because i had just taken or i had taken some time off because I battered my knee um and my kneecap and so i took some time off and then i came back and then i was like cool and then within just a few months of coming back which I was ready to get going because when I'm in, I like to go all the time. Then the Corona hit and I irony the whole thing. Corona freaking happened and it started and got identified on my birthday. <laughs> oh, geez. I remember doing a show on March 7th of 2020. My birthday was March 11th. And then by the 14th, which I remember having people at a bar, that's when things started kind of shutting down. Um, the first time, so it really sucked. <laughs> so it was like within that week of when I'm like, okay, I'm back, let's go. Nope, you can't. I'm like, oh, this sucks. But that's literally the worst birthday present I've ever heard. I know, right? And all <laughs> and all I wanted was to have an Euler home game on my birthday because they oh. never had one that year. They finally did, and then they didn't show up. I couldn't go to the game because work didn't let me. And then on top of that, they lost. And then on top of that, Corona came. And I'm like, well, 34 is a horrible year. Dude, that's a, that, <laughs> I'm sorry. That is a, that's just a buzzkill. That's, that's the worst birthday present. I hope that this coming birthday is a little better. Maybe they'll like, like the vaccines will make their way to Alberta by then or something. Well, the, the, the thing with this coronavirus, I think too, like, I think, you just got to learn to be patient and take it for what it is. Like we all need to worry about just doing the right things and making sure we, we just keep it simple. 
I mean, we always hear that in sports and wrestling, just keep it simple, stupid, right? And that's kind of the thing we all got to do right now, because if we don't do that now, like, I mean, we're never going to get back to normalcy. This vaccine is still a question mark. You don't know if it's going to actually solve it yet. Like, we're hoping. I mean, that's that's all we have right now is hope. So, I mean, here, here's hoping, and hopefully we can get back on, because, I mean, I miss the ring. I love the ring, and I just want to keep going. Hope and patience, man. That's that's so well put. Thank you for saying it so eloquently. Top of this year, though, you know, we all got a little busy, everyone in this podcast right now, because uh, Spencer, he put together this brand new website with uh, Love Wrestling. Spencer, I'm looking at you for an origin story here. How did, uh, how did Love Wrestling come to be? Honestly, man, like, so I know you and I have talked about it a little bit, but just for... Anybody who might be hearing my voice for the first time. Um, yeah, full disclosure for the audience is like, I'm very aware of like the answers to the questions in which I'm going to be ask, asking Spencer, <laughs> but I want the story to be shared. So forgive the interruption, Spencer. Have at it. Hey, no, no worries. It's kind of fun because you're like part of the origin story. You're like the Alfred to the Batman in some, some ways as far <laughs> as this goes. Oh, I'll take that. Absolutely. Alfred's Does that badass. make me a Robin? Uh, I don't know. Like, and the only reason I say no is like I personally prefer other sidekicks out there, and I would want to give you the best of the best. But so I used to run a site called the WCSN, and what we did was we primarily covered uh, Western Canadian professional wrestling, and specifically the indies in Western Canada. So um, some of the promotions out here, you know, you've got All Star Wrestling out in BC, Thrash Wrestling. PWA, RCW, uh, Monster Pro Wrestling, as Parrish mentioned, and then Pure Power Wrestling, who he also wrestles for. And then a couple in Saskatchewan, sort of stretching out to Winnipeg, is, is as far as we sort of got officially. So about a year ago, I started to get the feeling of let's change things up, let's shift things. As well as we were doing with the network, I still thought that there were things that we could do better. And unfortunately, just the way that uh, we had branded things with the network, we couldn't really shift a new directions with how we had it. You know what I mean? Like the perfect example I can give is Mance Warner, who's one of my favorite professional wrestlers in the world. That guy I absolutely love watching do his thing. Um, I got the opportunity to interview him. And of course I'm going to take that up. But when you start messing with your branding, you know, he has never wrestled in Canada. He's never had the opportunity to come out to Alberta or uh, really any tangible connections to what we covered as a brand. And so I find myself stretching and yada, yada, yada. And that's just like a small example of, um, you know, the limitations, I guess, that I started to see ourselves having. So um, I shut it down in late July, early August of last year um, and immediately started to get to work on like, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? And um, it's it's such a cliche by this point. I know that there are sites out there who have tried to say this and uh, done poorly with it, or I know it's such a buzz phrase in the proverbial internet wrestling community, but like, there's just so much negativity out there as far as, you know, the world in general, but I feel like professional wrestling specifically, and I know in speaking to both of you guys, like, it's something you guys at least agree to at some level. So what I wanted to do is, you know, number one, in the least self-conscious way possible to myself or the least the way I can degrade myself less with this, I guess. Um, there are just people out there who can do things much, much better than I can on like the news side of things and the actual journalism of pro wrestling and that side of things. I don't want to do that. I want to focus on um, the positivity in professional wrestling that I see on a day-to-day basis, whether it's the independent scene or whether, you know, your proverbial major leagues, whether it be WWE or AEW or uh, Ring of Honor and NJPW, Impact, you know, MLW even at this point, I think can uh, throw their name in the hat at, at some degree. Um, what I want to do is like in any possible capacity with Love Wrestling and and sort of the genesis and and our fundamental focus is literally focusing on what we love about professional wrestling. If I want to write an article on Mance Warner, as I mentioned earlier, I can do it because he's something that I love about the sport of professional wrestling. If we want to go through and source memes that we think are the highest of quality from the internet, (laughs) we can do that because it's something that brings smiles to faces for uh, lack of a cheesier way to put it, you know? So um, that's sort of the long story that's still a long story but as short as I can keep it about uh, 
the foundation and the founding of uh, of Love Wrestling. Let me put you on the spot here. Why did you reach out to Chris? Man, so Parrish and I have like not a unique story by any means. I think that a lot of uh, relationships in professional wrestling are built through um, networking and, and, you know, sort of using my air quotes here, Zach, but like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And luckily enough, um, one of the first people and two of the first people I suppose I met in professional wrestling uh, were two people out this way by the name of Mike Maloney or Mike the Ref, and uh, who was previously going as KJ Cash at the time, um, but is now wrestling as Kayla J. And Kayla, sorry for bringing up the old name. Um, so I got to know them through professional wrestling. Mike, I got to know because um, I know you know Parrish, obviously, but Zach, he's like the authority as far as it goes on the video end here in uh, Alberta. And there are a lot of people doing great work. I, I don't say that lightly. Mike does an incredible job of what he does. And then Kayla, as far as the women scene out here, you know, um, it, it's again a cliche, but there is such an uprising women's scene out here in Alberta over about the last two years. And uh, Kayla, along with Angelica and Zoe Sager and Cat uh, uh, Von Hees, names like that, I think are really, really at the forefront of that. So um, to be honest with you, man, if I hadn't have met them, I wouldn't have met Parrish because Kayla set me up with Parrish because they were both wrestling for uh, Monster Pro at the time in varying degrees. And uh, quite literally, it started with sitting down at a Boston pizza and doing an interview over a beer. So uh, friendships are born over a pint, right? And luckily, it's, it's a long-standing friendship because we sat down for a lot of pints. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, just going to say he lied. It was more than one. <laughs> and it was Alexander Keese, which we both are big fans. It's a good beer. And you can get them by the tanker to Boston Pizza. That's why we keep going back there. They should also, if, if you're looking for a plug to send out there for sponsorships, Zach, just remember it about this mark of the podcast. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it, that's quite literally it. And, and Parrish and I, and I say this in, in the most complimentary ways, like we both have very similar thoughts as far as the overall way that I guess wrestling should be presented that's that's not really the proper phrase but like you know focusing on the positive focusing about what you love a lot of the um focus on long-term storytelling and a lot of again those buzzwords that you hear around pro wrestling but um we always have such different opinions on individual matches or maybe booking decisions or sort of those like little individual points of things. So he's probably one of the people that in pro wrestling I disagree with most in the most fascinating ways. I love shooting the shit with Parrish and I love shooting the shit with pretty well everybody I've run across in professional wrestling. And I seriously do mean that. But, um, you know, I, I just think there's something about having opinions challenged, whether it's about, you know, something as big as politics or as little as professional wrestling can be at points. Um, there's just something so fun about having opinions challenged and um, the debate side of things. And, and I love doing it with Parrish. Well, and one of the things I'm just going to add in too, like, yeah, we, we debate a lot of things, but we also take the time to listen to each other. And we also take the time to listen to each other, kind of express why they think this that same way. And because of that, we can then reach an understanding. We can then reach a kind of like maybe even just a different way of thinking too. And that and that that's not a bad thing. That's just evolving your thought process. And the more you can evolve, the better you get. So it doesn't matter. Like I think if you're gonna just associate yourself with the people who think your way, you're not gonna succeed. So if you are able to associate yourself with people that have different like ways of thinking and then you're able to evolve your way of thinking you're eventually going to be able to take on you know like a beast kind of like what love wrestling will become and you're going to do well with it just because you're not going to simplify yourself to just one thought you're actually open to a lot of things and when you're opening your uh yourself to different ideas you have a bigger vast and a bigger you know base of where you can succeed and limitations only hurt you um, because if the brass ring was only the only thing you can grab, I mean, wrestling would be very boring. <laughs> but mm. uh, but then because that like the funny thing is, it's like if if the women were only supposed to have pillow fights, then 
what was Grace on the cover of Playboy? That was a stepping stone to getting more attention, which was then a stepping stone to becoming the first main event on Raw or the first, you know, street fight, you know, the first pay-per-view, the first headline of WrestleMania. So, I mean, if, if you have a limitation, you can never grow. And we all know that within the world of wrestling, if you don't grow, you're going to be easily forgotten. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't have said it better. Very well said. Now, like on the subject of like Spencer brought this up, uh, shooting the shit together, you're going to have the opportunity to do so in one of uh, the new projects of Love Wrestling. I suppose it's going to be one of like the cornerstones of the website. I've been holding off saying the name out loud because I feel like you guys should have the honors to do so. Please introduce your podcast if you don't mind. <laughs> Parish, you do it. <laughs> well... It's called the POS show. And uh, why we call it the POS show was honestly, I think it was just more of an inside joke, to be honest, because I just, I, I know I mentioned it to you and then you just thought it was funny, but I just thought it was yeah. one of those, one of those things where it was like, you know, we could have some fun with what POS means. It's like what CM in CM Punk means. Like, is it, Erisha Spencer is a prediction or spoiler, which Paul Heyman uses on a daily or a weekly uh, spin. Or can you be, hey, we're predicting uh, matches. You can win a match by pinfall or submission. Um, there's just so many things. Obviously, the it also stands for a piece of shit, <laughs> uh, which is, you know what, if we have a bad show, go right ahead. Call, call it that. <laughs> I mean, all, um, all I heard when, when Parrish suggested the show name right off the bat is like, you know, the clip in Billy Madison where it's, Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy boy, what are we ever going to do with you? And it immediately cuts to like, here's a nice piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like Parrish said, like for lack of a better way to put it, we popped ourselves. We thought it was funny. I got a good laugh out of something a friend of mine had suggested for a piece of content creation that we could throw up on a website. And it wasn't even a serious suggestion. I just thought it was well, funny. Well, no, it, it really it... wasn't. But like you said, it did sort of evolve from like, you know, you and I and obviously Paul Heyman were playing off of. But we always make the joke, is this a prediction? Is this a spoiler? It's Parisher Spencer. It's the pinfall or submission show. We've literally got logos done up for all of them because it could be literally anything. I think that it was just funny. I don't have a better way to put it. I really don't. What was great, like, it is a spinoff of what we were doing on the Wincombe Sports Network um, with, you know, the, sh the fiction show. I'd, like, okay, I'm trying to blank. Like, what was that? Uh, what was it called again? Over the Top Rope Live. There uh, we on go. the Wincombe Sports Network, your source for previews, reviews, breaking news, and interviews from the Canadian professional wrestling scene. Give us a like, a share, a subscription, a follow, a retweet, a Yelp review, whatever it takes. It helps us continue to bring you the best of the best of the Canadian pro wrestling scene. Spencer has fallen into a previous timeline. <laughs> the darkest timeline. I actually, I tweeted it out the other day and it's like, Zach, I know you'll get this because you're very much a, a branding guy as well. Um, and it's not like I went through with a fine tooth comb. I'll, I'll fully admit error on some things as well, but like... Somebody picked up my interview I did with, uh, um, shit, who was the last one I put out? Somebody picked up with Nicole Matthews and they wrote it out and they're like, Spencer Love of the Conversations with Love podcast. And it was almost like I was shell-shocked. I went into PTSD trances for a second. It was like, <laughs> because like, again, Parrish alludes to it, but you know, we're going to be doing a lot of the same things that not only we did on over the top rope, but like it's, there's only so many different things that I think you can do with a prediction show, right? At the end of the day, Parrish and I are going to be making predictions on what we feel is going to be happening at upcoming WWE pay-per-views. And if we can find them and we're looking for them, a sponsor for the upcoming all elite wrestling pay-per-views that will be taking place uh, quarterly, if not more often, wink, wink, nudge, Which nudge. Um, which, uh, which Spencer actually has a shot of winning, so I don't really watch them that much. Well, <laughs> hey, we were actually pretty even. I was combing the stats on this one, Parrish. Don't get me wrong. I was doing my research for this podcast, but we'll get into that in a minute. Until um, you can call Luke Harper returning, I win. That was still a – that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like there's, there's only really so much you can do as far as that format goes. I just think that 
um, in the, the least generalized way to put it. Um, I do think that Parrish and I do have a lot of fun on the show. We present a good program. I think we have interesting thoughts about professional wrestling. We provide it in a far more casual, uh, to say the least, environment than I think a lot of other professional wrestling shows out there do, you know. I, I say this with full respect to what Parrish has done in the ring. Um, I can only speak for myself really on this one, but like, I've never been in the wrestling ring. I can't really sit and comment on quite literally anybody as far as like, what they're actually doing. I can comment on a story and I can comment on whether I think I'm going to enjoy something or not. And in the meantime, I can try and think up interesting points while enjoying some frosty cold beverages. And that is what Parrish and I endeavor to do coming up at this Royal Rumble January 31st. <laughs> well, that's actually funny because like I'm as green as it comes to that, that interviewing and like that being on screen and like that, that role as you are as being a pro wrestler. But the funny thing is, is we come together, we bring what we both know, and it creates an interesting dynamic. Not to mention, we love wrestling, and that's just more than just a play on words. It's just one of those things, like, that's something we generally just have an interest in. And yeah. we have this strange dynamic and this chemistry that I think is just organic. And then it's just one of those things that, you know, I think it just brings people in because they know he's having fun. I'm having fun. We're like, we're a very inviting duo when it comes to pro wrestling. And I think, well, that's... I am, I'm, I'm a very inviting duo. You're just <laughs> sort of there to actually fill out like the actual numbers behind duo. I'm entertaining enough for the two of us. Wow. This is getting, uh, this is getting heavy. How long is this are you, podcast? Are you guys in a because fight? That was the most debatable <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> but no, case, sorry, I had case. to throw had to throw something in there. Had to tide the feud over to uh, next week's Raw, brother. Oh God, please don't get me started on next week's Raw. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's play the fifth and uh, choose to go a different way. <laughs> and now for something completely different. <laughs> I don't actually want to like derail the uh, the conversation about your podcast too far, but I also can't let a Luke Harper Brody Lee anecdote pass by without a little more explanation. You just said something about a battle royal that you just like predicted. Uh, oh man! Uh, on a whim and, or whatnot. And so it's so much nicer when and, Spencer says it. Yeah, I know makes... you jerk. Um, <laughs> well, and, and as as it happens, you know, as you tend to do when you get a few beverages in, and as you tend to do when you've been com like literally competing, like we've got a championship, and I'll send you a photo. I I haven't sent it out here online yet. That'll be for uh, an upcoming edition here of um, the POS show. You guys are gonna get the debut with that, but. We get competitive with it, like as I think any yeah. any anybody in professional wrestling does about anything they do, you know, like um, so we get competitive with our picks, and it always frustrates me to this day, like so Parrish and I we used to bet before we got the title on who will pick up the bar tab at Beercade, and you know you get your complicated rules and all of that sort of stuff together, and we get our point system together and um this was the time that uh. Eric Rowan was wrestling Roman Reigns at, was it Clash of Champions, Parish? I think like it was. That. Some random pay-per-view. I and drank Harper way too been... much to remember the pay-per-view name. <laughs> Samesies. Um, but so <laughs> we, we were betting, we were going through, and Parrish literally makes... He didn't stick by it too much. Like, he stuck by the point, but he just almost made it as like a half-throwaway prediction at the uh, end of the segment. It's like, yeah, you know what? I, uh, I, I've got Reigns to win. He says, uh, but my pick completely changes because I think Luke Harper is going to return. So if that happens, I'm calling Rowan. I says, F off, Parrish. Not a chance. It's never going to happen. Why would that ever happen? They haven't used Harper in forever. Every reason you could throw in the book, and lo and behold, who's paying the bar tab at the end of the night because Parrish wins <laughs> by a point on a Luke Harper uh, return. Beautiful. Parrish did. <laughs> the best part, too, is over the timeline of, like, the show, like, I've also got uh, ripped hard when we were over at Mike's place about picking Shinsuke and Cesaro winning titles on the main roster, and it happened. 
And then I also picked a draw, and then that's when, like, the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders, or whatever in the Oh, they had their weird segment? Yeah. Yeah. And then that ended up being a draw, and then Spencer's like, it wasn't a match, it doesn't count, and then that was in the... I think that was the same pay-per-view where they had the Swamp match, which was the dumbest thing I've seen in a while, to be honest. Um... But yeah, it, it, I'd, I'd argue there's been dumber. Oh, <laughs> I'd argue no, there have been dumber not, segments I'm, even in recenter history on that end. It, but. That was the dumbest thing that I consciously remember right now. Oh, well, then that's an entirely different story. Yeah. <laughs> there's only finite room in a human mind for so much stupidity, and Raw just, like, it, it takes the whole the whole quota i mean if you wanted to talk about them being three hours it's also 180 minutes they take a 180 on the stupid scale so (laughs) this is true as far as raw goes i agree that personally right now it may not be the strongest it has ever been to uh to, to undersell it maybe even a little bit um wrestling ebbs and flows and at the very least right now i am enjoying the hell out of smackdown I'm enjoying the hell out of NXT despite the terrible broadcast deal they've got here in Canada. There's still good wrestling out there, which is still encouraging for me that uh, Raw will be good again soon. Well, Damn it. And, that, and that's, <laughs> that's just my thing. Like, to me, like, it's just overproduced. Like, there's nothing raw about Raw anymore. And I think that's the most evident thing you can do or you can see when you watch it. And yeah. I don't know, like, back when, like, at least Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation came, and then Shawn Michaels was talking about sunny days. Like, you saw that raw, the rawness to the product, and now it's just like, hey, man, there's too many lights. There's too many, like, there's just too much of the things that I don't care about, and there's not enough of what I do care about. Yeah, that's fair. Like, uh, I think Eric Bischoff recently said, like, uh, raw is more of, like, a factory wrestling at this point. And you know that's that's another podcast to itself. But uh, you know, uh, let me let's just get back to POS for a second. Um, Parish, I don't know if I sh- should be bringing this up. Maybe you want to save this for a surprise. But you know, you you brought these pictures to our uh, our digital workplace where we all gab all things love wrestling behind the scenes. You showed us pictures of your upcoming gear that you're getting made. Yeah, so I'm actually, what's actually fun is I'm getting three pairs of gear made right now. Maybe a fourth. I don't know. It depends on money. <laughs> I'll be honest. As as all good things do. Well, I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm no Connor McDavid making 12 and a half mil or whatever it is. But, uh, I mean, yeah, no, like, when it comes to that, I just thought, like, hey, man, I'm having some fun, like, doing gear. And, like, I haven't actually fully designed my own gear. Like, I've come up with an idea, and I've, like, kind of the person who makes it kind of just know let the artistic thing shine i'm like yeah sure why not like let's do it and i usually just go with the flow like things like that like and i, I can be pretty ex- like exact on what i want at times that's why i started doing kind of my own graphics at times but when it comes to this it's just one of those things like i am so much on board with the love wrestling thing and i know it's going to do so well that i look at like the people involved and i'm like it, this, this isn't you know, like I'm not saying anything that's not noticed, but I'm the only pro wrestler within like thing. I'm the only worker uh, who's in part of it. And I'm like, what can I do that stands out? Because like you're doing the podcast like, yeah, we have the POS show between Spencer and I. But like I'm not doing as much. But what can I do to kind of represent the brand? What can I do to help advertise the brand? What can I do to kind of like bring it out? I'm like, oh. I can put it on my ass. <laughs> I can put it on my trunks. And then I'm like, and like, to be honest, like it was one of those things where I like, I just looked at my wife and I'm just like, yeah, you know what? What do you think if I did like a, like a love wrestling pair of gear? She's like, Oh, that's a cool idea. And if I can get my wife to think it's a cool idea in wrestling, then I think I'm onto something because her and I just don't mix when it comes to ideas with wrestling, because obviously I'm totally in. She's just like, yeah, whatever at times. But, uh, but the, I you're think gelling it, on this idea. Well, yeah, because I think it's actually pretty cool. And we look at like, just like lately, like we look at like, say the new gear doing, uh, the new day deer, uh, doing their gears award gear and how cool that was. And then just the branding aspect of it. And then we look 
kind of going to the NHL where they're like, oh, well, we don't want to put logos on the jerseys, but what about the decals on the helmets? And then we're just seeing little things like that. And then I'm looking, like, I just took it a step further. I'm like, why in wrestling don't we do more of this stuff? Because we're just more of that independent contractor style to where we're trying to do things to make more money. And I'm like, I'm as lazy as it gets with merchandise as it is. But what I can do is, you know, advertise Love Wrestling on my gear that, you know, helps kind of everything. Like, yeah, we can target the internet. And we do it pretty damn well, I think. Like, we're all over Twitter, uh, Instagram, social media, like, whatever it is. Nexopia. But it hasn't been done in the squared circle yet. And now, if I do a Love Wrestling set of gear, now it is. Now you can see Love Wrestling inside the squared circle. And it's a constant reminder that not only do I work, like, I'm a part of it, but, okay, there's a slab photo of the POS show. There's a slab photo of Love Wrestling. There's going to be the website you can go to. It's pretty much at, uh, it's, it's an advertisement in spandex. Spencer, when, uh, when, when Parrish debuts this gear, we have to do like a huge social media blitz. Dude, like, and it, it's the coolest thing because like full disclosure, Parrish never told me he was doing this before he sent the gear in the same chat that we're all in. And like, for me, it, it's it's so cool to see, and it's so cool to get feedback from people who, for me, I guess you wouldn't consider traditional wrestling fans, you know? Um, my girlfriend being one of them, her brother being another one of them, um, Nick, you know, Siobhan's uh, not like a traditional wrestling fan in the sense that she's out at every show and watching every single day, but... Um, oh, no, Siobhan, Siobhan's a big fan, man. Oh, no, 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 I know, but like... I'm not going to piss her off in any way. <laughs> no, she she's like literally, dude. I I call her our branding officer because like she has hopped in, and so many people have offered their enthusiasm and passion for um, something that literally just came out of my enthusiasm and passion. You know what I mean? I think that um, like we were talking about earlier when it comes to the POS show specifically. Um, I think that people can tell when you're truly enthusiastic about things on a different level, you know, and not to say I wasn't about the site that I was previously with, but um, there were times where, yeah, you're going through the motions and you wake up and you say, oh, shit, I'm not going to write an article or put this podcast out because I'm late editing it or whatever it may be. Um, it's so cool for me that, like, you know, it's it's january 21st at the time of recording this and like every day i am waking up i am so excited to do all the stuff we've got to do on this site i'm getting to check out such cool content i've got people like siobhan who are reaching out that are saying like hey why don't you try doing this because that's something that i would love to tune in on and i say f yeah that sounds like the coolest shit to get to do i've got people that again like um aren't aren't people that had had so enthusiastically gotten behind the last site I was with, like family members, stuff like that, that it's, it's, it's heartwarming. I know what a cheesy phrase that sometimes sounds like, but like, um, it truly is. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's funny. I've always used like the love wrestling when I was pre-launch, always using it as a pun and all of that sort of stuff. And now I'm like almost consciously trying myself to, trying to find myself avoiding it, excuse me. Um, but, like, it's so cool that people are into this because uh, I love wrestling and they see how much I love wrestling and that's getting them interested in pro wrestling and hopefully eventually fostering a love of professional wrestling or they do also love wrestling and they want to support something that, to again be cliche, fosters that sort of culture of... of positivity and focusing on what you love in professional wrestling. I'm the first to admit that um, both the product itself at some times in any promotion um, and the industry itself is pretty fucking shitty. Not to mince words. Like, it's it's pretty terrible in some ways, right? And I think that that definitely isn't something to be ignored. I think that we still have to hold promotions accountable we still have to be conscious with our dollar we still have to be um supporting the industries that we feel are worth supporting both 
um, watch-wise and morals-wise. But I also feel like in making that concession, you still can choose to, um, at least coverage-wise, cover what you love or promote what you love about professional wrestling. And I say all of that again um, with the caveat that I'm never claiming to be a journalist. I don't cover um, traditional news. I don't do anything like that. There are a lot of cool things that I get out of, a lot of cool people from the interviews that I do. And luckily enough, I put those out as, as stories because I think it's worth telling the stories of professional wrestlers. That's my goal in, in doing the interviews, my stories, or, or my goal in doing the predictions with Parrish is sit and enjoy a professional wrestling pay-per-view with a friend of mine, offer our opinions on it, find out other people's opinions on it and develop that rapport with the internet wrestling community. You know, there's a lot of different touch points and a lot of different ways that um, even in what I believe right now is our own small way. I I don't want to make that sound like a shot at, I think the great work that you perish and you Zach and everyone else does with the site, myself included personally, but you know, in our own small way right now that I think is going to hopefully be knock on wood, a, own big way in the future um i like the fact that all of us are out there to promote things we love in this business and things that we think are are positive things to focus on in in an industry that can be pretty terrible at points absolutely man absolutely man you really put yourself over there you put the whole website I, over. I was going to say, I, I'm, I'm here to put everyone over. I'll put myself over begrudgingly <laughs> at the end. <laughs> it's true. You, 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 gave a, you gave Chris and I the rub too. So, uh, you know, I appreciate that. I'll take the pinfall for you guys anytime. <laughs> Here's the thing. Spencer says he's, might not, he's never really gotten the ring or whatnot. But the one thing he's definitely had is putting himself over. And that is the number one thing you do in pro wrestling is make sure you get yourself over. <laughs> that is definitely not a knock or like a like oh it is a little bit of a rip because it's funny but at the same time like that, that that's important too like it's just something you got to do in wrestling if you're not trying to get yourself over as an independent wrestler then you're doing a crappy job as it is absolutely what else uh what else could there be for you <laughs> yeah. pos show episode one when's that coming out you know, admittedly, we haven't settled on a time, and we had set on a time previously. We used to do the uh, uh, over-the-top rope live shows quite literally throughout the pre-shows that WWE used to do um, as sort of a free alternative to a lead-in um, that the network would provide. We wanted to offer something a little bit different that people could tune into to uh, uh, get some alternative thoughts for, I guess, a lack of a better way to put it, but like... We're enjoying doing Sunday brunch, and because on days that we're doing or uh, the POS show, excuse me, um, we won't be doing Love Wrestling Sunday brunch, we're still playing with times. However, we can confirm here exclusively on the Smart and Friends podcast, um, it will be on the day of any pay-per-view that WWE does, I believe, as to this point, and I'm saying this without even having talked to Parrish, I'm sort of hoping I'm reading his mind here, and... We're finishing each other's sandwiches. That excludes Get out of my head. Uh, <laughs> um, that excludes any of like the weekday shows that they do. You know when they've done their uh, Saudi Arabian shows or when they went to Australia for that other super showdown that they did. We've never done them for them because you know, like a lot of people in this industry, we've got shoot jobs. Um, but every WWE pay per view, if we can get somebody on board to help us out with with AEW pay per views, we would love to do those as well. Um, so sponsors, Boston Pizza, we put you over pretty hard right off the bat there, and I can uh, also vouch for the fact that I love a fishbowl every Friday night. Yeah, but Boston Pizza, this is happening on the Smart and Friends podcast. Don't get it confused. This is uh, airtime on our pod. We want that sponsorship money. We'll figure out the logistics of the split here a little later on, Zach. But um, <laughs> if if we can do something along the lines of an AEW pay-per-view show or anything like that, like we're happy to do it. We love talking professional wrestling. I love talking to them on pay-per-view days because um, you always end up getting those last little pieces of news or anything like that. I like providing sort of that... Um, real-time experience using my air quotes that you can't see on this audio podcast but i i like doing that so whenever there's like a live pay-per-view event parish and i will be there we're like the batman (laughs) (laughs) if there's any craft beer 
that also wants to uh, you know sponsor us too we're open to that too i i just want to also make sure that we're getting proper sponsors in as well no Paris. So, you know what zach zach said himself earlier we got to save the sponsorship opportunities elsewhere we don't want uh the snf podcast cutting in on our revenue <laughs> i'm coming for you guys i'm coming for the <laughs> revenue hey anywhere i can get free beer i'll be there so. <laughs> like the batman uh parish spencer thank you so much for doing this market friends podcast uh again i'm so excited to check out pos episode one but in the meantime let our audience know where they can follow you on social media parish kick it off uh you can follow me on the instagram at chris.parish you can follow me on twitter at chris parish you can follow my fan page and i'll be coming up with a little bit of a side website soon so stay in tune to those previous ones and you'll find out the latter spencer personally you can find me on twitter you can find me at spenny love that's usually where i'm most active if you want to talk wrestling hop in my dms anything like that i am happy to chat with anybody anytime unless you uh offer up something that bugs me at a time that i don't want to be bugged um if you want to <laughs> hop on instagram as well i'm i'm admittedly just not as active there um but you can find me at spenny and the jets as jp wakes up from his nap um oh, JP. You can, official mascot of love wrestling um you can find me on instagram at spenny and the jets that's where oddly enough you will find the most jp content um but admittedly i'm just not all that active there however you will find me most actively even outside of my personal twitter account on the love wrestling platforms pretty well anywhere that you want to find love wrestling you can find us at love wrestling ca whether it's your preferred podcast player of choice whether it's youtube whether it's your preferred social media platforms chances are if you look up love wrestling ca you will find us the only place that we didn't get the ca oddly enough and only got love wrestling was podbean of all places <laughs> which like nothing against podbean that just seems like the random place to have them they're great for hosting podcasts but unfortunately they were not as great at servicing my needs for the one that i wanted (laughs) (laughs) and if i may add there is also a love wrestling discord which you can get by contributing any amount to the love wrestling patreon 100 percent, and and um you know i'm i'm wording this carefully but there are a lot of professional wrestling sites out there that i do not think even endeavor to uh pay their contributors pay their writers their podcasters their content creators that is what we want to do and we want to do so effectively with love wrestling anything that you guys choose to do uh, choose to do to donate or support excuse me to phrase that properly um it always helps we do try and provide as many exclusives as many advance notices as many free things as much as we can for any patreon dollars anything along those sorts of lines so if you guys can support great and if you choose to support by simply watching liking sharing subscribing leaving a yelp review giving us five stars on your favorite podcast player all of it helps all of it is appreciated and all of it i personally think is well worth your time to support the great people like zach like parish and you know I, I think I'm pretty cool occasionally. So great people like myself. <laughs> Friendos, it was great talking to you. Well, of course, Sunday brunch will be coming up. So uh, I'm sure some hodgepodge of us, some mixed bag of us will be uh, in attendance. And uh, thank you once again for being part of the Smirk and Friends podcast. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, thank you. And uh, appreciate it. Anytime uh, you want to do this again, I'm always willing. That was Parrish and Spencer of Love Wrestling's P.O.S. show, which is debuting this very week. Please check that out as you get hyped for this weekend's Royal Rumble on the WWE Network. Be sure to check out all the amazing content at lovewrestling.ca. Spencer, man, Spencer has been working so damn hard on this website for months now, and it's been an absolute blast working close with him uh, in this endeavor. It's been a lot of fun. In fact, if you're listening to this podcast on the day of its launch, which is Thursday, I invite you to check out a live stream on Love Wrestling's YouTube channel tonight, because yours truly will be hosting the very 
very first Quizplex, a wrestling trivia game show airing tonight at 9 p.m. EST. Did you hear that, Spencer? Did you hear that, Parrish? E-S-T. Follow us on your social media of choice. Smart and Friends is on Twitter and Instagram, and you can check our Facebook happenings via the Two Finger Guns Club Facebook page. And of course, we love reading the ratings and reviews you give us at ratethispodcast.com slash smartandfriends. And I want to be clear, I'm never... I'm never fishing for five stars or anything like that because, like, if you have constructive criticism, I want to hear it because I want to make Smart Friends the best it can be, and I can't do that without you. So please, hit us up, ratethispodcast.com slash Friends. Now, friends, we're actually not going to be back next week with a new episode because uh, Two Finger Guns Club is heading into the big project of the year. We're heading into 28 in 28. We did this last year, which is a full-month challenge to release a brand-new podcast every single day of the month of February, and that means my attention will be focused on the Smark and Friends contributions to that project. Uh, so starting February 15th, February 15th, mark it in your calendars, uh, you can catch five straight days of brand new Smark and Friends content, where we uh, we actually get a little experimental with our format. You know, we still want to be the wrestling podcast that's not just for wrestling fans, but we're stretching our creative wings, and we're going to have a little fun, and I think you're going to have fun listening. Uh, that's, of course, paired off with amazing TFGC content for the entire month. You have an entire week of Foulmouthed, an entire week of Rocketman Explorers, and friends, I just recorded an episode with the Foulmouth team, um, and I had so much fun. I want to tell you all about it, but those are not my details to share, so you're just going to have to stay tuned. Uh, we'll be more forthcoming with all the amazing 28 and 28 content from TFGC. Just follow us on social media. We can't wait to share it, and we'll tell you, you will be the first to know. Just follow us Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, thanks for listening to me shoot the shit with Parrish and Spencer. We're going to be back in February. Till then, friends. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew, pew.